Upstate New York, two best friends, one black, the other white. They posted a sign in one of their yards saying, black or white, relax and have a beer. People stopped, word spread, and even a country music star got involved. When country crooner Brad Paisley heard about these peaceful efforts, he had to join them. So over Zoom, he surprised the two friends. He said he was inspired by their efforts and was sorry he couldn't be with them in person. But he sent more cold drinks to share with neighbors. And he sang a couple of songs as well. Encouraging news at a time of divisiveness. Our sinful natures separate us from God as well as each other. And that leads us to all sorts of trouble in this world. But Jesus came to change us by remaking us into lovers of God as well as our neighbors. Come find peace with God and your neighbor in Christ alone. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, a brand new week, and a brand new program called Paul's Old New Testament. Did you enjoy that story I shared a moment ago? I'm not advocating that you drink beer, but it's a sweet story anyway. Let me share another true story. An Old Testament professor friend of mine, Jew, earned doctorates. He led the Old Testament department at Dallas Seminary for many years. No slouch as a scholar. About 50 years ago, he spent a year living in Israel, learning modern Hebrew, helping on archaeological digs. He and his wife had an apartment in a non-tourist Jerusalem neighborhood. Their next-door neighbor was a rabbi, a well-known scholar in his own right. They became friends. One day, my friend asked his rabbi neighbor if he would recite a long stretch of scripture. He said he would be honored. He asked Bruce Waltke, what would you like me to share? And Bruce immediately said, the prophet Isaiah. So a few days later, they both had an afternoon free. They met in the man's living room and shared God's word together in Hebrew. My friend says hearing all of Isaiah recited entirely by memory in Hebrew was one of the most profound spiritual moments as a Christian that he had ever experienced. When he told me that story, I thought of the Apostle Paul, a highly trained, extremely bright Judaic scholar. No doubt he could have quoted long stretches of Scripture, if not the entirety of the Hebrew Bible. He could have become a rabbi of rabbis. It served him well the rest of his life after Christ met him on the road to Damascus. For the past few weeks, we've studied this man, Saul, who became Paul. Last week, we talked about the significant places where he introduced the good news of Jesus. This week, I want us to consider the what that he preached and what that means for us today. Deuteronomy, which Paul would have memorized, led the apostle to preach Christ Jesus in Romans. And that's where we're going as we start out now with a song by the Booth Brothers.
forget the nights in Green Bay, Wisconsin. When I was the speaker, the Booth brothers were the singers, and that is a southern gospel group out of Tennessee, Nashville, I think, and tell me the story of Jesus here in this haven today, Paul's Old New Testament. I'm Charles Morris. Saul, who became Paul, was born a Jew, but he was also born a Roman citizen, and being raised in Tarsus helped shape him. It made him a cosmopolitan person who knew the one true God who had made all the world. And when David Suchet met up with an archaeologist in Paul's hometown, he learned how God had placed Paul exactly where he needed to grow up so he could take the gospel years later to the entire world. At one of the city's few remaining Roman sites, I met archaeologist Sarah Duragono. Was this a busy, busy city? Yes, it was a very important city because it was a philosophical city. Many philosophers passed by from this city. Did they? And we know that there was a school for philosophy in this town. So alone this shows that it was an important city. And is that possibly why Paul would have said, I'm a citizen of no ordinary city? Yes, <laughs> that uh, can be a good explanation for this sentence. So he was very proud of this. Yes. Sentence. And he's also very proud of his dual, if you like, dual citizenship and nationality. He says, I'm a Jew yes. and I'm a Roman. Yes, mm-hmm. both characters. And he knows perfect Greek. He is educated in that language. Uh, he has the Roman citizenship and uh, he's a Jew. David Suchet and the documentary in the footsteps of Paul. I know when you watch this documentary, you will find a deeper understanding about the places Paul visited. But more than that, a better understanding of God's word and God's plan of redemption for the whole world. So after the program, I'd like to invite you. Give us a call. Make a generous gift. We're getting ready for our fiscal year end, June 30th. And then ask for the DVD in the footsteps of Paul. And here's the number to call in just a little bit, 800-654-2836, 800-654-2836, or come to our website after the program there at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Saul became Paul. What he taught in planting the very first churches have merit for us today. 
Last week, we talked about where he preached and what we can learn. This week, I want us to learn more from what he preached. Let's look at an example of how Paul used the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, to lead to what he preached and taught and wrote in the New Testament. Let's start in Deuteronomy, the fifth book in a Christian's Old Testament. Deuteronomy 30 is almost at the end. In the very next chapter, we learn of Moses turning over the leadership and entry into the promised land to his successor, Joshua. From the Hebrew name, Yeshua, meaning Yahweh is salvation. From the roots, Yeho, referring to the Hebrew God, and Yasha, meaning to save. The very name, Jesus, comes from a Greek translation of the Aramaic short form, Yeshua, which was the real name of Jesus. Deuteronomy 30 is the first evangelistic message in all the Bible. Moses was the preacher. Just before Joshua would finish the crossing into the land of milk and honey, the promised land, it was a simple message preached, but it was a profound message of choice, a message of life or death. Listen to British actor David Suchet read for us part of this sermon that was preached that day long ago by Moses. Now what I am commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. It is not up in heaven so that you have to ask who will ascend into heaven to get it and proclaim it to us so that we may obey it. Nor is it beyond the sea so that you have to ask who will cross the sea to get it and proclaim it to us so that we may obey it. No, the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart so that you may obey it. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him and to keep his commands, decrees and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away, and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live, and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice, and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life, and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Deuteronomy 30, 11 through 20, read to us by David Suchet. This sermon is speaking in the present tense from Moses to the people of Israel, challenging God's people to keep the covenant, reminding them that they could do it. These verses we just heard continue the prediction of Moses, pointing out that when their hearts were circumcised in the future, it would be easy to keep the law. If we only stop at Deuteronomy 30, it would be hard for us to see how it applies to us today. That's where the Apostle Paul comes in. Saul, who became Paul, understood that Jesus Christ was the fulfillment of the law. It was given to Moses, 
but was fulfilled on the cross of Christ. That's why in Romans 10, it's significant that we find Saul, who became Paul, returning to Deuteronomy 30 in his message in the New Testament. Paul does even more in Romans chapter 10. He quotes from Deuteronomy 30. He quotes from Isaiah 52, 7. He quotes from the minor prophet Joel. He says, Jesus is Lord, a fundamental affirmation of Christian faith. Multiple times in a single chapter, he uses what we translate as the word they into English. Paul applies this not just to the Israelites, as Moses did, but he applies his teaching to Jews and Gentiles alike. It's one of the steps necessary for people to call on the name of the Lord, but in reverse order. Preachers are sent. Preachers proclaim the message. People hear and receive the message, and those who hear are able to believe. I so appreciate his quoting from Isaiah 52. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Listen again to David Suchet. Bring Romans chapter 10 alive to us. Listen to what Paul is teaching you and me, even now. Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. For I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge. Since they did not know the righteousness of God and sought to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. Christ is the culmination of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Moses writes this about the righteousness that is by the law. The person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that is by faith says, Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven. That is to bring Christ down. Or who will descend into the deep. That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. A special thanks to BibleGateway.com for allowing us to use the reading of Scripture by David Suchet. What can we learn from this message to the early church in Rome? A lot.
Let me just make a few bullet points here for us. First, we learn about righteousness, which Paul makes clear, pulling out of Deuteronomy. Righteousness based on only the law is unattainable, but Christ is not unreachable or distantly remote. He doesn't require us to search for him in inaccessible regions, high or low, for he has become one of us. He died for us, and he rose from the dead for us and for our justification. Second, he teaches about faith in what we just heard. Christ has already accomplished everything for us and now is easily acceptable by faith. The gospel is our source of faith because it both invites and it also creates the faith that God gives to us. Third, he uses a combination of confess and believe, two aspects of a single reality. Paul teaches that there's an inseparable link between faith expressed outwardly, but also faith possessed inwardly in our hearts. Fourth, he teaches the concept of everyone. Our salvation in Christ Jesus is available to all. There is no distinction between Jew or Gentile. Both are sinners in need of the Savior. To both, God is generous with his gifts to all who embrace him in faith, a theme that keeps repeating in all of Paul's letters and in all of his preaching. Fifth, deliverance. God promised to deliver the Israelites into the promised land, crossing over the Jordan River. Paul drew on that promise Moses gave in Deuteronomy to the grander scope, the entire world. God promises deliverance to all who call on him in faith, in the face of the great and awesome day of judgment to come, to which Joel referred and is quoted in Romans 10. Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, gives the exalted Christ Jesus the name Lord, reaffirming Christ's deity and announcing salvation has come in his name, the name of Jesus. And finally, there is this word hearing that shows up in Romans 10. The message must be heard, and the message is heard by way of God's word. Our ears must not be closed. They must not be stopped up. Too many people today are tone deaf to this good news. But by the power of the Spirit at work in us, the word of Christ that Paul proclaimed leads us to our forgiveness and life eternal. Only then can good works abound in our lives, and that is the fruit of repentance. Speak the word, speak the word, speak the word, the eternal, infallible word. Speak the truth to me. Let it say. Shaping
Jean with Charles Billingsley and Speak the Word here on this Haven Today from a Tommy Walker album, Best of the Song of the Week. This is a program called Paul's Old New Testament, and I'm Charles Morris. Wouldn't you like to better understand and see the world that Paul lived in back in the first century? Well, thanks to the two-part DVD we have called In the Footsteps of Paul, You Can. It's hosted by British actor David Suchet. You've heard his voice more than once today. He's quite talented. But also, he's no longer just born as a Jew. He's a follower of Jesus, like the Apostle Paul. The film was produced for the BBC. It'll give you a new sense of realism as you read God's Word yourself. It'll speak to you more, I think. Why don't you call us now for your copy of In the Footsteps of Paul? Make your gift to help us keep sharing Jesus and pray about how generous you can be as we're almost at our fiscal year end, which is June 30th. Our number to call right now is 800-654-2836. That's 800-654-2836. Or go make your gift 
there at our website, haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And you've no doubt heard me mention this before, but if this program is a blessing to you, especially over these past few months, would you consider becoming a Haven partner? That's someone who agrees to pray regularly and give automatically monthly to help us keep sharing this good news with others. Ask about becoming a Haven partner when you call. Read about it when you go online. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? But again, we get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Most of the time, getting a diagnosis is no big deal. But when you can't get one, all you want to know is what's wrong and whether healing is possible. Now, when it comes to diagnosis and healing, there has never been anyone in history like Jesus. Unlike any doctor, Jesus didn't have to run tests to know what was wrong. And he could heal simply by speaking. But that wasn't why he came. As Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Jesus had come to deal with what's truly wrong with our world and with us. He came to atone for our sin and give eternal life. And the thing he requires of us is faith in him. Try out Anchor Devotional today. Visit GetAnchor.com.